0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what I hope is going to be the first of an occasional series of podcasts presented by a hospital called Talking Therapy. Now, my first guest is an artist on hospital records that you know as Krakota. His real name is Sebastian, but we're going to call him Baz. Uh, first off, why are you called Baz.
1: I. That's a good question, because I can't really remember. Great, that that which uh, is fine, which is absolutely fine. That's a valid answer as well.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, and, and I think that's going to be a few of your answers are going to be like that. The reason, uh, Baz, the reason that I, I've hauled you all the way up from Bournemouth uh, to to my my home studio in West Norwood, is because I want to talk about something that you did last year when you undertook the the mongol rally in 2018 so can you give us a very very brief synopsis of what this
1: rally is quick overview so it's it's uh in a nutshell it's a banger rally which sounds i don't know i I was pretty excited when i first what started watching youtube videos about it because you're just buying a, a pretty shitty car and just driving it a really long distance I didn't really think that much about it, though, before I agreed to do it. I just kind of thought, that's making my palms a bit sweaty. I
0: I, I, remember, I, remember, I do remember when, when you told us about it, and we were like, that sounds absolutely
1: awesome. You're mad. <laughs> that um, was the normal response I was getting from when I told people I did it. Have you seen these three rules? <laughs> which
0: I found yeah. on the internet. So... so I'll read them out. Tell tell me if you think that, that that they they do apply. So rule number one: small and shit.
1: So, so that, that's about the vehicle, presumably not yeah. you. And and they're they're real big on that because if at, at the launch party, which I'll talk about a bit more later, they hand out stickers, the the shame stickers, with a picture of like an old woman that's like shaming, right? And you you go around and you stick that sticker on the car. That you that you think is the least small and shit? Okay. <laughs> so the most OP car. Yeah. So there was some you put the sticker on. There were some people that were doing it in like newer cars that had four wheel drive, and so they uh, got shamed uh, yeah, real yeah, bad. Yeah. What yeah. what that meant was at the just before the launch where they opened the gates and let everyone shoot off in their cars, they had a mystery item that they had to take with them to the finishing line. Okay. And it was I think it was like a it was a TV set, but it was a really old, big, like, rear projection TV set that they'd sprayed gold. And they were like, right, you've got this, this car that's, you know, you've basically broken the rules, so you're going to have to take this <laughs> massive golden TV. <laughs> okay, so to put, put this into, into context, um,
0: the maximum size of engine you're allowed is 1.2 litres or less. Um, how many people had to be in this car?
1: That is... I mean, you can take as many people as can legally fit in it, but we took... It was three of us. Three of you? Three of us, yeah.
0: Did anyone do it solo? Were there any other cars
1: with just one? Yeah, player? yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, they People
0: doing it on their own?
1: Yeah. Wow. There's one guy who helped us out a lot towards the end who did it in a 1950 Willys Jeep. Amazing. Which didn't have a proper roof. Yeah. So he had to, like, pin these canvas this Canvas roof over the top, and he did everything out of that car. He slept in it and he drove all the way to Ulan Ude, which is where the finish line is, on his own. Wow, via Sweden and Norway and all those places, yeah. and then went back the way we came through the premieres and all those places. No way, yeah. So,
0: um, <clears throat> rule number two on your own obviously, you weren't totally on your own, but what that means is, uh Basically, it says here, we can tell you everything you need to know about all the country's roads and borders between here and Russia to ensure you have a safe, uncomplicated un- journey. But if it's not dangerous and you aren't lost, you're not on an adventure, that means there's no backup or support. If you get stuck or in trouble, you got to solve the problem yourself.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, but what that kind of means is they, there's no there is no team that's going to be there to help you when you break down. Yeah. But part of the spirit of the rally is that there are certain popular routes, and so if you're stuck, the chances are that there's going to be somebody else that's going to come by and be able to tow you if yeah, it's, yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, if it's like you know your engine's fallen out or you know your you, your drive shaft has snapped or something, you know.
0: So you you kind of form a bond and a brotherhood with the other drivers. Yeah, like.
1: and and we convoyed
0: a lot as well. Sisterhood. Yes. Rule 3, save the world. It only seems fair that if you're having the mother of all adventures, you should give a little back. So we asked teams on the rally to raise a minimum of £1,000 for charity. Baz, where should we start?
1: Where did you well, start? It all started at uh, Hospitality where did you... on the Beach, really, because that's where I was exa- like, precisely before I left. Right. And we were watching the football in the, in the square. Yeah. <laughs> kind of took over this Croatian bar, and uh, we had a great time there. I played a, a boat party and then the main stage. And yeah. then the next day I flew very early to Prague, which is where the... That's right,
0: of course, because you yeah. disappeared right at the beginning of the festival. Yeah, I had to leave yeah.
1: and I didn't want to, but... Yeah. <laughs> the rally called. Yeah. So... So, Prague. Chechia.
0: There you were. You met your mates there. Yeah, actually... And how many other drivers, how many other cars?
1: We... So the rally started on, on the Sunday, but everybody meets up the night before, and there's a pre-party which, oh can, no. it, <laughs> the best way I can describe oh it is, it's like uh, steampunk meets Scrap Heap Challenge, right. but in a festival scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> so I got picked up from, from the centre, drove up about 50 miles north. They were very secretive about the launch party because they didn't want anyone to know exactly where it was right yep. until the last minute. Yeah. Because it was a disused rocket launch site. Okay, <laughs> uh, understood. So, so you you all got
0: you all got presumably um, got rather merry and uh, had a rather big, inebriated a big party, and and you set off the next day, and I I remember your Instagram feed was it started off really well. There were lots of really nice pictures of kind of hills yeah. and mountains, and like, and you were all smiling, and everything seemed to be working. So, I've, I've got a list of, of of where you went through. You you, you, you went through Hungary. <clears throat> yeah. No disasters apparently.
1: No, um, I, I mean most of most of that kind of area of Europe, in through into Turkey, is places that I've been before a lot anyway. Through this. Through the music. This crazy job that we do. Yeah, through yeah. this crazy job. And so that was all fairly chilled and I felt pretty comfortable. Everything everything was good. We had, we had full, full bars of 4G in every country we visited and we could use as much data as we wished. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But
0: in Romania, you had a camera crush.
1: I did, yeah. We, I, what, did I just what, write camera crush? Yeah, camera <laughs> crush.
0: What's a camera crush? Is, uh, that, is that a drink?
1: No, sadly not. Cocktail? I got into the habit of, when we stopped, putting things on the roof of the car. Ah. And okay. I think I can see. Part what of was that was because the car was such a shithole. There was nowhere to put anything. There was just stuff all over the floor. All of the pockets were full up with stuff. You got bags. Kind of leaning over you, that are all spilling out with all your gear and food and things that you're trying to take on this yeah. trip. And so, when you get out the car, you don't really want to leave stuff on your seat, okay? Because it will just get engulfed into this monster, right? So, I've got you. Yeah. So the camera always came out, and you know we're we're driving along with a few people, and so I just stick it on the roof, just whilst I'm uh, okay conversing with the convoy. Okay, so you got back in the car. <clears throat> We, we literally drove like 30 seconds up the road and I'm like, oh no, I know where it is. And so we, we turned around real quick, went back to this lay-by we were in. And as we pulled in, an, an Arctic lorry was just like very slowly pulling away. Oh no. I launch out of the car and I'm running towards this guy and I'm like, no, stop. And he's just like, oh. straight over it. And I'm like, oh. fuck.
0: Absolute disaster. Considering we weren't even that far in. You were only point. in Romania. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, uh, you had an extremely bad hotel in Romania, I, I, I believe, but it can't it can't be the worst hotel you,
1: you, you had, surely. Well, the thing with hotels is, I think, especially in in the music industry, there's a certain kind of you expect a certain kind of level of hotel a lot of the time Uh, you
0: you mean it it, it wasn't like travel lodge or above
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you know you kind of in the music scene you kind of expect a certain caliber of hotel that's just it's kind of like a snobbery thing that goes with it right that all is removed yeah immediately to be expected yeah And so kind of one of the skills that I have off the back of this is that I can pretty much sleep anywhere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, with hotels, I I tried to get them whenever I could because I needed them to work whilst I was on the road because I needed the Wi-Fi. Right. But a lot of the time, as we got further in, this is they. They didn't even exist.
0: So you need to hang, you need to work on the on the, when you say work. Do you mean like send data back and and like report on your progress mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing? So is that what you mean by
1: work? Yeah, work? and uh, there's there's other projects and stuff that I work on that needed my attention whilst okay. I was away. But when you get to Turkey and beyond, yeah, mobile data is a very different ball game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So it was. It was. You know, even if you could get internet, a lot of the time, if it was in a, a hostel or some kind of homestay where you're living with a family, yeah. it's only a SIM card anyway. Yeah. That's plugged into a little uh, MiFi unit. Yeah, yeah. But then every single person that's turned up with you in a convoy is all jumping on it. Yeah. And so you have unusable internet.
0: So, your camera got crushed, and you stayed in, in a bad hotel. How were your adrenaline levels at that point, or your cortisol levels? Like, how stressed out of 10 were you feeling by then? Because you started off feeling like, yeah, this is wicked. Yeah, well, in... We've had a party. Uh, as far as that. Romania.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I was, I was totally chilled then. That okay. was, I, I actually really liked Bucharest, and we, we go there a lot. We go yeah. there pretty much every year with hospitality yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I felt good there. Good. Bulgaria cool yeah beautiful country beautiful yeah uh turkey turkey was what happened turkey was was wicked right i'd i'd very much like to go back there soon nice we just had a great time and one one thing that really hits home when you get to turkey is that how big it is yeah and you don't you don't realize it and when you look at that the size of turkey on the map and then kind of is massive it took us it took us four and a half days, I think, to do Turkey. Wow. And we were driving we were driving like ten hours a day. Yeah. And so when you sit there and you look at that on the map, you're like, oh shit. So Turkey's only this much of the way. We that's taken us five days. Like, Jesus, like this is Yeah. It, yeah that's yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is kind of ridiculous. Why did I sign up to do this?
0: Is that because it's so big or because the roads are windy or, or both?
1: The the roads are good. Right. Up until Like everything up until when we got out of Turkey was was on point. You know the roads were great. There was lots of scenery, good food. The food in Turkey is incredible.
0: So four days in Turkey, six countries into your trip. Yeah, question that is probably burning on every listener's brain at the moment is: there are three of you in the car. Uh, How many pairs of
1: pants did you pack? (laughs) How how did you cope with underwear? Well, this is a very valid point, and the the way that I did it, which I think is the best way. Yeah. But feel free if anyone knows any better way to let me know. Yeah. But we, I, I used Under Armour, which they use these. They're a brand, by the way. Right. But they have a very weird material that dries really quickly. Okay. Did they sponsor you with was, was their sticker on your car? They didn't. <laughs> they, they didn't. But after some research, that's what we use. And so you would just, you know, just wash them in a river or in a sink or whatever you right. could get. And then we, we created a small washing line on the rear of the of the car.
0: So how many pairs of Under Armour did you did you take? I think I had three.
1: Three pairs. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so pretty quick rotation. Pretty quick rotation, Yeah. but with the aid of our rear our rear seat i think i saw i think you've seen a video of this but the, yeah. we, we set up a a small washing line on the rear seat so that when we needed a, a rapid dry yeah you just get those rear windows down i enjoyed and, that that was good that was that, that was very good thinking on your part <laughs> although
0: although pr- pretty bad for the efficiency of, of the, of the airflow of the car <laughs> yeah. and everything like that you know petrol consumption um so turkey you loved it you want to go back um turkey is next to georgia yeah, this is when things started to get interesting.
1: Okay, in, in in what way? It just felt like once we crossed into Georgia, and they and they were you know that, it was a good border crossing. We did it late at night. It didn't take very long. They were very nice. There was a few people sat around drinking some vodka. Nice, that kind of thing. That night we camped. We camped rough. Yeah, and we we just drove down a track. And found like a kind of farm. We couldn't really see much because it was pitch black, and yeah. there was no, there is no light pollution there because we were way out in Villanova, so see we couldn't yeah. see anything under the stars. It was it was overcast, so it was it was, okay. it was real dark. Okay, real dark. Um, we all camped up, had a few beers and stuff, and and when we woke up the next day. We <laughs> we we were kind of not greeted, but there was a, a fair few disgruntled looking farmers sort of milling around kind of going what the hell are these guys doing yeah i bet they were but also we it was the most beautiful scenery that we'd seen so far right rolling hills i mean what i should really do is put some photos of this up on my instagram for people that watch the podcast or listen to the podcast so they can go back through and and see these how did you how did you
0: explain yourselves to these
1: farmers oh we didn't we just kind of did a shrug and packed our tents away. And oh, okay. We thought, you know, if they're going to kick off, we'll just give them a, a few dollars or something. Right. But they 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 were okay. They just looked a little bit grumpy. But anyway, we we got on our way. But once once we were in Georgia, that was when the road started to get a little bit crazy. How
0: how <clears> how were you coping with with fuel? Because obviously you're going to get through a lot of tanks of fuel on this journey. Yeah. What was your strategy, and did it work out?
1: We we had. We got a 30 litre tank in, in a Ford Fiesta, and then we had two 20 litre jerry cans on top. Yeah, but we didn't really need them. They really? all, yeah, wow. although we took one of the hardest routes, there's fuel everywhere, really, and there's Arctic lorries everywhere that are all driving with diesel as well. And we thought, we thought we'd get a petrol car because we didn't think there'd be that much diesel yeah, on yeah, that yeah. route. But
0: oh, is that because people knew this was going on and
1: no, they'd be able to sell fuel or no, no, it just. There was never a point where we were worried about fuel. How extraordinary! And that that could be because there's a, a big petrol station, or there's just a shack with a man selling out of a two litre coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's always there. It's just that the octane goes down considerably when you get that far. Okay. So that affects how the car runs quite considerably. In what way? It just becomes very sluggish, and especially if it's hot. You've got less air going in. You've got low octane fuel. Okay, and we're talking like eighty-five octane. I think fuel octanes in the UK run at like ninety-nine or maybe a hundred. What actually is octane? I don't know. I don't know exactly. I think it's just to do with the the speed. I think it's to do with the speed at which it burns. Okay. Anyway, when you when you fill your car up with eighty-five octane fuel and it's forty-five degrees, yeah, suddenly. This lump of a Ford Fiesta with a load of stuff strapped to the roof, which isn't doing anything for its aerodynamics, isn't going above 50 miles an hour. Okay. Which is probably good considering how bad the roads are at this point. So,
0: fully fueled up, you enter as a Bajan. Was that straightforward? Was it easy getting mm,
1: in? No, mm, no, not at all. In fact, this is where the the border kind of. I don't want to, I was going to swear then. I didn't really want to swear <laughs> the border kind of craziness began. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't it, that was like a couple of hour border crossing but when you when you're only sat behind four other cars you kind of wonder what's happen, happening in these little pens they put you in and it was it's, right. it's like a closed off pen where you go in yeah. you drive over an inspection pit and they can go underneath the car wow. and take all your belongings out and all that kind of stuff. What are they looking for? I don't know. I think. I don't think they really know what they're doing, (laughs) to be honest. So
0: they've just been told to do this job and they have to do it? They're all
1: kind of half heartedly rummaging around. Yeah. And we're wondering why it's taking so long, and you kind of end up having to entertain them and have a laugh with them to kind of make it a little bit less difficult. So one of the things we had was a. A megaphone. Okay, and that rapidly sped up our border crossings once we figured out how much they the border guards like to megaphone. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they 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 like playing with it. Yeah, know. yeah. So we All would right. we would leave it on the front seat, yeah, and then yeah, immediately yeah. they'd be like, and get on the megaphone. Oh yeah, yeah. Be yeah, shouting yeah. obscenities yeah. at their mates or whatever. Who, who are in a different pod doing a different car. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. before you know it, it's a pat on the back and you're through. Oh, that's nice. So that, that was that's a, that's a good idea. That was one way of getting in yeah. quicker. When we got to the other side, I mean, it was almost like a noticeable di- difference in temperature because you're starting to get into kind of very arid desert lands there. So it got hot. It got real I hot. I mean, it was the middle of summer. Yeah, yeah that, there there was like 40, mid-40s wow. degrees Celsius. That's almost as
0: hot as, as Forest Hill was at, at that time, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> but it did get
1: hotter than that, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that for a little bit. But go on, go yeah, on. and you know you're driving long periods of time across these sort of arid desert landscapes. I switched into the into the driver's seat, and it was the first run-in with the law that we had at that point.
0: Ah, okay. I, what went wrong?
1: Were you going
0: too fast?
1: Were you were you swerving? They they, there's periods of time where you kind of get the feeling that they're like hanging around because they know the rally's on. Okay. I got pulled over for some, some bullshit offence. He, he basically made it up. Right. And so I'm... Did he make it up in, in Azerbaijanian or English? Well, this is what was so screwed up about the whole thing. He didn't, he didn't have a discussion with me about it because he couldn't speak English. Yeah. So he got WhatsApp up, rang his mate, who wasn't a police officer, Right. who yeah. then basically said, you need to pay $300 to this guy right now, otherwise they're going to okay. bring you in. Okay. Extortion. Extortion, yeah, yeah, and so I'm like, okay. So who who are you basically? And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm his friend, and blah blah blah. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I basically I decided that I wasn't going to pay them anything because I thought yeah. it was ridiculous, and you'd get locked up for that in this country. Well, yeah, you would. <clears throat> um, so the the conversation went from him continually telling me what supposedly I'd done. Yeah. And me continuously saying, I don't understand, I don't understand, basically. Yeah. And I would just do that back and forth, back and forth, to the point where I was getting so... It was so ridiculous that I was saying, I don't understand yeah, this much, that I was oh. I was starting to cringe a little bit. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, that went back and forth for a while. He would go back to the police officer. They would argue... Yeah. Then they would come back to me, and that happened for about half an hour. Did it work? It, did, it, did your tactic work? Did you wear him down? They got pretty pissed off to the point where they got back in the car, they had my driving license still, and I kind of pointed at it. Yeah. And he just kind of looked at me and went, ugh, go! Did he give you a license back? He did. Cool. So so you ground him down? We ground him down. Excellent. And after that point, we kind of knew that that, that kind of thing was a bit of a blag and a yeah, bit of yeah, a show yeah, 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 just yeah, to try yeah. and extort us. yeah. So we'd kind of set the level there. We know what we needed to do to get out of that stuff.
0: Good going. Good going. That 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 is quite impressive because I can imagine that quite a few people coughed up.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. A lot of people did. Um, we had quite a few stories of people being extorted, and at the time, sometimes it feels easier to just kind of give in, and even if you negotiate it yeah, down, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be giving them anything. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well done. So um, you had to negotiate the Caspian
1: Sea oh god uh, the Caspian Sea with, is there is, oh. is there a
0: bridge is it a pontoon? is it wh- the Caspian
1: wh- Sea crossing was possibly well, it was definitely the hardest couple of days of the rally wow if not my life how extraordinary <laughs> it's just how did you cross you you cross on a ferry yeah what, what's hard about that when you, get, when you get to that kind of... When you get to Baku, you realise that things don't really run like they do back home. In Portsmouth. Yeah. Or Bournemouth. Or Pool or whatever.
0: Maybe a bit more like Plymouth. It,
1: it was... We arrived in, 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 in Baku as quickly as we could because we'd heard stories about this ferry terminal. So we we, we hammered it there. We got there early because we wanted to have some time to be able to figure out when the ferry's going to leave so that we've got more time on the other side of the Caspian Sea. Yeah. Because they're all the kind of countries we're probably never going to go to again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get down there, you, you eventually find the ferry terminal. It doesn't ha- It's not signposted, it doesn't right. really exist on any maps okay. or anything online. And you you basically end up going to this small little shack that's just buy where the ferries turn up. Yeah. And you have to figure out when the ferry's gonna come, how much you need to pay to get on it, how the custom system works, and yeah. probably about seven seven different points that are in in front of you getting on that ferry.
0: And did you did you like months before this, when you when you were at home in in, in your in your, your cozy room, did you research all of this online? Yeah. Did you research the Caspian Ferry Crossing? Yeah. What are the problems and all, all, yeah. of, all of this? So, so that was why
1: we got there early. Did you know what, you knew what to expect? But we did, but it was it was far worse in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it was far worse. Wicked. <laughs> and so basically the next four days involved us staying in hotels in Baku. Actually, I did really like Baku, but...
0: You go, stayed there four days? Four days. Wow. And
1: every single day we went down to the ferry terminal yeah. at 7am and yeah. said, when is the ferry going to be here? Yeah. To, and the answer every time was, we're not sure, maybe come back tomorrow. Wow. And that was it, every single day. And that was our lives. We even, went, we even drove, we drove three hours to another ferry terminal called, I think it's called Altas, or yeah. something that's further away that deals with a lot more freight and yeah. shipping and stuff. Same story? same story we managed to get into the kind of holding pen yeah. and we found a team or two other teams of rallies that yeah. were set up in some kind of refugee camp okay. style thing where they're in kind of this open desert car park with, <laughs> with with like tarpaulins in between their two cars just kind of rationing how much water they've got because they're not sure when the ferry's going to turn up so anyway we go back to Baku okay. and we're like you know we've been there long enough we're just going to wait out we'll go there tomorrow and finally we get the the ferry will be here tomorrow so come at 10 a.m. 10 yeah, so we got yeah. there at 7 a.m. Yeah. And that's when all the craziness began. We like I said we got to the ferry port at 7 a.m. We didn't actually board the ferry till 11:30 p.m. Wow. And that whole period of time was spent going around in circles around this ferry port opening and shutting doors, trying to find people that could stamp certain documents that we could pay certain fees to so that we could actually get onto the ferry. And all the most kind of moronic thing about it is all they needed was a bullet-pointed list of what you need to do to get on the ferry. But yeah. because that doesn't exist and yeah. you're speaking in broken English,
0: yeah.
1: it's you end up in a world of pain. Wow. So you've got 40, 50 rally cars all going through this horrible process.
0: Everyone going through exactly the same thing.
1: Exactly the same thing. Right. And then we finally get onto the ferry at sort of half, it's like half 11, it's getting dark. And then they decide that the, whatever the fee was supposed to be for us to get to the other side was going to increase of course. by a certain amount. Yeah. And so then you've got 40 or 50 rally teams going around trying to find, I think it was like $550 to do an overnight ferry crossing with a car. Per Per team. Per team. Which is ridiculous. Was
0: anyone kicking off? Was anyone, yeah. like, losing so their rag? We're
1: talking, like, it's kicking off on the boat. There's 40 or 50 super tired people that have been sat in this ferry port all day. Yeah. They haven't eaten. You know, they probably haven't had much water. And the, the ferry staff are telling them it's going to be, you know, $150 more than they thought it was going to be yeah. to do this crossing. And also, they're not going to leave, they're not going to move the ferry until everybody's paid. Okay. So they're... They're just like, we'll just sit in port until everyone's paid. You can't get your car off because it's...
0: And there, and there were, there were teams and drivers from all over the world or all over Europe? Or... All over the world, yeah. All over the world. Yeah. Okay. Who kicked off first?
1: <laughs> it it got to the point where everybody was just so tired and fed up yeah. that they everyone just snapped and was just like, well, we're just going to have to pay because otherwise we're not going to go anywhere the car's locked in, down in the hold yeah, 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 with a yeah. whole load of lorries yeah. and stuff in front of it. Yeah, And so everyone just had to kind of deal with it. Right. Um, that said, after everyone did pay, the ferry decided that it wasn't going to move for another 12 hours after that. So we, we kind of like set Phenomenal. Up, we set up camp on the ferry, just kind of like yeah. lounging around on the floor trying to have a laugh, yeah. maybe sip a little bit of whiskey or whatever yeah. to uh, take the ed- edge off it.
0: And did people still have supplies with them?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we managed to get quite a lot of booze and stuff on the ferry. Right. Um, But yeah.
0: Which presumably is why they they kept you on the ferry for another 12 hours so they could sell a a lot more alcohol to
1: you. Well, no, this is the other thing. The ferry had almost no facilities. Right. So it it had some very poorly maintained toilets that didn't have any toilet roll or soap or anything like that. A canteen which served substandard meals. Okay. And that it was half bored. Um nobody got food poisoning there but uh I did I I basically had dinner on the the night that we moved. We started moving. Okay. And then I skipped a meal yeah, yeah. so that I could have dinner the next night. Yeah. And yeah. they just gave me what I had the night before, okay. but reheated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. It, it was like chicken and rice, which is two things that you probably don't want to reheat in the microwave. But you didn't
0: get you didn't get food poisoning. That's I did not. That's so luxury.
1: That's that's good. Yeah. When we got off the other side, uh, this is now we're talking Turkmenistan. The the craziness continued, but it stepped up a notch. Right. In terms of the weights, and what, I, what I'll do is I'll post a as part of the photos I'll post on my Instagram when this podcast comes out I
0: mean you've written you've written in your notes that you gave me North Korea style censorship
1: (laughs) (laughs) What, what, what is North Korea style censorship? it was all it reminded me of was the the Vice documentary where Shane Smith goes to North Korea right it was just it just felt like that you know there was no you didn't you couldn't really do anything without somebody kind of shadowing s- you shadowing you so you were shadowed in the hotel we were you had spooks but i'll, I'll get to that right because i need to i need to just explain what happened when we got off the ferry okay go on then. because it was ridiculous go on then.
0: massive shout out to pippin barking in in the background <laughs> by the way that 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 is the studio dog
1: the customs and kind of entry process into that country was one of the most difficult parts of the rally we got off the ferry at something like 11pm at night. We didn't leave that terminal until 9am the next morning. How long was the crossing? 24 hours, so, 12 of which the ferry was moving. So you spent about a week <laughs> <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get on a
0: ferry, crossing the Caspian Sea and then trying to go through customs.
1: Yeah. Amazing. The customs was a fifth. Uh, we actually documented it. The, the, the steps in the process of getting into the country because yeah. it was so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's 14 steps. Fantastic. None of which are documented and you have to figure out for yourself by speaking broken English to people. The and,
0: 14 steps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of title. which include That's paying people dollars for things you don't really understand. That is a book title. <laughs> <Is> it?
0: <laughs> Definitely. So you can actually now, you could write a guide. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. For anyone else who's going to attempt this rally. But I guess that's not in the spirit of things, is it? No. You shouldn't do that. Don't do but, the Caspian but, Sea Ferry,
1: though. <laughs> but people must, people must kind of like post all of this on blogs. They do, yeah. I think there's only so much research you can do because when you're there, everything goes tits up anyway. Right. And so you just kind of have to live like that for a little while and kind of figure things out for yourself. You see, I was most excited
0: when you told me, what, months before you went, that you were going to go to the gate of hell. Yeah. And uh, because I've, like all kind of people who are children at heart, um, when I see a, a picture of the gate of hell, it just blows me away. Yeah. It
1: looks amazing. Did you actually get there? Yeah, yeah, so that that is about four hours drive north of the capital city. Okay. Which is Ashgabat. And was it on
0: your way or was it a little detour?
1: It is a detour. Right. But one that had to be made. And everyone made it? No. Oh, because the roads are incredibly bad Okay. at that point. Okay. In Turkmenistan, they seem to spend a vast amount of money, because it's very rich from oil. Yeah. There. They spend a vast amount of money on the kind of... The highway. The highway, yeah. and everything in the centre of the town is, yeah. is all marble and gold leaf. and It's inc- incredible to oh, look really? at, but there's nobody there. Wow. Um, How yeah, bizarre. It's very bizarre. Yeah, very peculiar, uh, and and the same goes for the hotel we stayed in. An incredibly vast, maybe three hundred room hotel. You posted
0: a video on Instagram, and it, it, it looked like some something that that belonged to the kind of like the sheik of Bahrain or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fully staffed. Yeah. Only to house three rally teams. Amazing. There was nobody else there. Amazing. Uh, and I, I remember kind of having a look around the hotel and and realizing no one else was there. But also there was a lot of kind of a lot of the rooms were no entry. Oh, okay. So it kind of felt a little bit weird. Right, okay. Especially when, like, every other room on a floor that's normally just bedrooms, yeah. is kind of no entry. It's like, okay. well, what's going to be in here? Secret service. Yeah, some... Spy room. weird. Interesting. So, so gate gate, hell. the Gate of Hell. come on. Gates of Hell. Talk
0: to me about about the, the Gate of Hell.
1: The Gate of Hell is a... I think it's actually an excavation point where there was some, like, mining happening. And th- this was done by the Russians, I, I believe. Yeah. And they, they hit, like, a, a seam of, of gas, and they thought... Natural gas. Natural gas. Uh, and, they, and they thought the, the easiest thing to do would just be to light it, to burn it off. Yeah. So that they could carry on. The only problem was that it didn't stop burning... And, and it still burns. And it still burns to this day. And that was in, I think, 72 or something like that. I think it was 1970. Have,
0: have, has it not occurred to them that maybe this could be a resource that they could cap off and, <laughs> yeah. and like. Maybe and, just try put sell. it out.
1: Maybe try to put it out and like, you know. yeah. Yeah, capture that gas. Yeah. But the. that So we, we drove north from Ashgabat to, towards the gates of hell. The roads get real, really, really bad. Right. And you're, what makes them worse is they are tarmac, but they, they have cracked and they are almost undrivable, especially when you've got an overloaded Ford Fiesta with no ground clearance. Yeah. But when you get off, off the road, you, you end up doing desert tracks, and that can be really difficult if, you, if you're not experienced with how to drive in sand. Right. And so a lot of people got stuck. Wow! Driving towards the the castle because it's sand. Because it's sand, and yeah. you need to keep the speed up and and keep the revs high. And, and how come you didn't get stuck? <clears throat> uh, I d- I've driven in sand before, and like a few of our and Rich as well, who who is quite 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 a good driver, and we've done some off roading and stuff. So it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can imagine that somebody that hasn't done that before, that just kind of like you know poodles into the sand at thirty miles an hour in fourth yeah. gear, is just gonna. They're going to get stuck immediately, right? But the there was a lot of locals there who actually helped, uh, I believe, for free as well. Nice, because um, it's a bit of a tourist attraction. Yeah. Um, and so when we eventually got there and set up camp, they kind of cruise around with a, a truck with some freezing cold beers in, and it's pretty much the best thing you've ever tasted at that point. <laughs> it must be. It must be. Yeah. I mean, there there were some fantastic
0: pictures of you in front of in front of the gate of hell. Um,
1: yeah. So th- there is a there is a. A fence that goes around it, yeah. where you're not supposed to go over it, but everyone just goes over it. So right. you can get right up in it and feel the wow. heat. Uh, so we did, and we took a lot of photos. Um, there was one, there was one guy from the states who thought it'd be a good idea to do dips into the get, into the hole. So he was kind <laughs> of like leaning off the edge, <laughs> pissed out his head, doing dips. Okay, he, he uh, survived. He did survive, um, luckily, but. It was touch and go yeah. at several points and I couldn't watch in the end. Oh no.
0: Um, <coughs> so all this time, uh what what money were you were you carrying US dollars, Euros?
1: Yeah. Um, the, the currency is an issue at this point. Gold, <laughs> bullion, what, because what, what were you taking? Based on the online research that we did, it was just take dollars and everyone's cool with that. Yeah. Grin- but they're not gringits like <laughs> They're not, it was difficult to use dollars in a lot of places. okay. But one interesting thing about Turkmenistan in particular is you, their currency is very devalued. Right. And the dollar is is worth a lot more to them than that. So you can't, if you go to a bank in, in Turkmenistan and go to draw out some manat, I think the currency is. Okay. You'll get one US dollar to three. Yeah. But if you find somebody that's willing to exchange with you on the black market, if you like. Yeah. Which I did. So I pulled into like a truck stop and yeah. and uh, went and kind of shook hands with some guys and we had a bit of a chat. And I said, can, can we exchange? And they were like, yeah. You get one to 15. Okay. So we did that. Great. So I basically changed up $30 to four hundred and fifty manat, that. Yeah. And suddenly you've got a lot of money well wow. it can only be spent on certain things though so for example that 450 manat to fill up our fuel tank and both our 20 liter ca- uh, jerry cans was 2 dollars that's amazing but but a beer is 3 dollars
0: so but, but it is an oil rich country yeah
1: isn't it? But that is that can be very confusing when you're at a yeah. bar and you've been like, hang on a minute, I just filled my yeah. petrol tank up yeah. or 60 litres of fuel and it's cost me $3. So yeah. why is a beer more expensive than yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I've experienced that in, in, in Dubai, actually. Similar situation. Yeah.
0: But I, I, I wasn't in your situation, obviously. <laughs> uh, so now, we are we are in, entering all of the the stands. Right? Yes, the stands. So, Turkmenistan. Next up is Uzbekistan.
1: Yeah. That was a,
0: that was what does Stan mean in the context of all, all of these countries? I don't know, actually. I,
1: know I should find out.
0: We, should, we, we, we really should know this. I feel quite ignorant.
1: So, I think it's something to do with them all being split at one point. Because
0: Stanislav is a Russian name, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think anyway. it could be to do with a split. <clears throat> okay. Uzbekistan.
0: It's plain sailing.
1: Easy, it or, was, easy uh, off to to us was, was cool. It felt like we kind of got back to a bit more of normality. Okay. Um, had a couple of really cool cities. We found some great mechanics there who, who helped us with our car. Um, they, we wanted to get the car race, basically, before it got any worse.
0: Did you feel like you, you, were, you, you, you were over the worst of it by this point? Well, you kind of feel we, like, yeah, the Caspian Sea that was awful, but now it's now it's going to be all right.
1: After that Caspian Sea experience and the Turkmenistan yeah. border, after that, just to get like we we were pretty happy to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty dark times at that point, but so, when we got out of there, we were like, okay, you know, we're, we're back in a country that feels a little bit more normal. Yeah, you know, we can go up, we can use Google to search for things if we need to, or you know,
0: I haven't asked you this, who are you travelling with?
1: So we. Uh, it was a team of three. Um, one is one of my really good friends called Rich, who is uh, an ex-Marine. He actually put me onto to the, okay. the idea of the rally. Yeah. And then once we kind of teamed up, we looked for a third person who was one of Rich's best mates from school, Yeah. who I became friends with on the trip, but okay. I didn't really know him yeah. that well beforehand.
0: Yeah. So was it reassuring to have an ex-Marine on board?
1: Yeah, I mean, Rich... Is, or has been involved in in mechanics for, in the Marines for, I think, two to three years. So So he's got his, he's got his mechanics. Definitely gave you a bit of an edge. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So when, when stuff went wrong, you know, we could figure it out between us, you know, so that was handy. Amazing. Sure.
0: So, um, Uzbekistan, what's next? Tajikistan.
1: Yeah, so that... A Tajik is the beginning of the Pamirs. What's the Pamirs? The Pamirs is pa- a... She's a poet, isn't she? Pamirs? <laughs> it's a highway stretch ah. that goes between Tajikistan all the way up to Pakistan. Right. And that's what people would know as the Silk Road. Ah, okay. Um, that was where... This is a, a very high high altitude mountain range um, with some extremely dre- dangerous and, and treacherous roads. Yeah. So I think they're some of the most dangerous roads in the world, or at really? least, yeah, at least that they felt like they were at the time. Okay. Uh, so well, that...
0: more dangerous than driving in Milan
1: or <laughs> Beijing. <laughs> well, the difference is, or Harzden. <laughs> the difference is when you're when you're kind of three to four thousand feet above sea level, and you've got a dirt track with a sheer drop on one side and an Arctic lorry coming at you. Okay. It starts to get pretty hairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you're still on kind of normal. We're on normal tyres still. Right. So uh, that was where we got our first puncture. Actually.
0: Did you only have normal tyres? Is that is that part of the kind of like um, not not being shameful? You have to have <laughs> normal tyres. Well, I, were, you, were you allowed to take like thick tyres? You could do yeah, yeah. but we oh. didn't. We didn't upgrade. Was great. that shameful to do that?
1: No, not no? at all. But, huh? but okay. we, maybe you were just ill-prepared on our part. But right. Actually, we took. Several spare wheels with tyres on, right? And they saw us right through to the finish line. Brilliant. Um, were they on the roof? They were, yeah, yeah. They were pretty heavy though, so in hindsight, yeah. it would have been better to have maybe one set or with a spare set of big tyres rather okay. than
0: okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seen so, so, we, which stand are we at? Okay, Tajikistan, and then we get to Kyrgyzstan,
1: Kyrgyzstan, yeah, yeah. All these. Uh, are kind of similar in terms of their their kind of vibe and and the people that are there all kind of very welcoming and you know really really beautiful beautiful places nice Um, they they don't have much running water yeah Um, a a lot of it is just taken from the I think there's a glacier up there somewhere so a lot of a lot of the water is just taken from that and there's not that much electric either so that's probably one of the places that you don't want to eat Okay from the restaurants, okay, that was where it started to get a little bit hairy on the food front I, did, did you all come down with um something we we didn't until Kyrg, Kyrgyzstan, right is that where we are now? Yes, yeah,, yes. Kirk, that is when we got ill we everybody got ill, okay um that all, all crews all 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 man <laughs> all man were down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we won't go into the details but um but did did your did your armor plated pants hold up okay
1: <laughs> yeah, it's more along the lines of kind of being in a car where it's getting close to fifty degrees and you are beginning to overheat yeah. from food poisoning oh god,
0: dehydration
1: dehydration yeah,
0: yeah.
1: to the point of hallucinating. That was kind of where I got to it. Yeah, uh, you know. But what what made it worse is y- you've got another kind of two hundred k to any civilization anyway, so you just yeah. got to keep going. So we did that. And did
0: did you at any point uh, think that you weren't going to make it?
1: Yeah, that was the point. That was the point. Yeah, right. Because it was it was extreme overheating. Like I said, hallucinating, projectile vomiting out the window. And at that point, I was just like, who, all I wanted to do was book a flight. Who was driving? Uh, Rich and James were up front. Right. I was kind of in the back, yeah. which, by the way, you've got three seats in the back of the Fiesta, but two, one and a half of them is taken up with some bags. So you're basically kind of squashed up with your legs yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. by yeah. your chin, yeah. trying to kind of get some rest. But that was the point where I was going to throw the towel in. Because I was, I was weak and I was not in a good place at all.
0: It's not a good place to throw the towel in, though. If they just said, okay, right, see you later. Drop
1: you off at the side of the road. Well, it, we, we weren't far from Kazakhstan at this point. And, okay. they, the, and Almaty is is uh, the capital. It's quite a big city and it has right. lots of travel connections. Yes. So I was looking at that and thinking, number one, nice hotel. They have drama-based gigs in uh, Kazakhstan. They do. They do. yeah 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 it's a pretty cool city actually i really liked it i'd love to go there but yeah number one nice hotel number two flight home was like on the agenda that's all i wanted to do
0: right and and is that what you did
1: no no it's not not? uh, as soon as i started to feel better i checked into a a pretty nice hotel in, in the center and and spent some time just kind of recuperating and
0: it was nothing to do with, I'm just reading your notes here, uh, it says Kazakhstan, weed grows on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, surely all, all of the roads have got weeds growing on the side uh, of the road. Yeah,
1: so this is uh, one interesting thing about Kazakh is that there is cannabis growing wild everywhere.
0: Did, did that make you feel better?
1: <laughs> it didn't because it was. Uh, we didn't actually smoke any um I, I don't know why we did pick some but i think it had been like cross-pollinated so there wasn't buds on it or something oh really
0: it's, it's but, supposed to be good for so i've heard
1: it, yeah but it, it's quite surreal to kind of get out of the car and just be, be like that is a field that's just full of yeah of cannabis plants yeah and you can smell it as well it's, it smells really good coming through the window wow um but i think it kazakh is one of the places that has the perfect climate for that stuff to yeah, grow yeah 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 so it does
0: yeah so, you got, you got through your, your food poisoning, um, you didn't smoke the, 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 the local weed, and
1: suddenly, before you knew it, you were in Russia. We were. And really surprised me, actually, how beautiful it was in that particular area that we were in. It was called the Altai region.
0: R- Russia. I mean, you said Turkey's big. Obviously, Russia is enormous. It's like bigger than the rest <laughs> of the world put together almost. <laughs> So I'm just I'm just having a look at at the map here. You were right at the south, right at the south of Russia, weren't you? Really?
1: Yeah. So the the region was called the Altai region, right? And there are it's a mountainous region. There are bears. There are eagles. You know, there are. It's it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever driven in. Amazing. And also, it was we were very kind of happy to be back on some actual asphalt. Yeah, roads, yeah, yeah. Which were which was great,
0: and your car hadn't fallen apart. Nothing, no engine had fallen out or gearbox had fallen The only out thing
1: or... we'd had at this point was flat tyres, and so
0: in, in your Ford Fiesta 1.2, yeah,
1: amazing. So there's two things I'm thinking. One, that's incredibly lucky. That's amazing. Two, we're statistically much more likely to be getting something really bad happen very soon
0: because nothing bad has happened yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, but it you you'd sense that there were problems being stored up.
1: That's Yeah, that's how my mind works. I was kind of preparing myself for something. Right, okay.
0: So your, your stress levels were, were, were quite high.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you're thinking about this stuff. You're thinking, you know, a lot of these teams have had not very much luck so far and yeah. some cars didn't even make it that far. You'd be too lucky. Yeah. So
0: how long were you in Russia for and how long did it take to get to, get to Mongolia? Because basically, that's it. Mongolia, isn't it? That's your destination.
1: Yeah. Although the, the rally now actually finishes back in Russia, so you, you have to do a double entry. Oh, right. So you, the only reason we, we... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go down into Mongolia and then you go up. Yeah, you back go back into up. Russia. Because,
1: okay. one, you can't leave the cars in Mongolia because they have some crazy um, import taxes. Yeah. And it's it gets exponentially greater the older the car is. Okay. So that doesn't really work for us. Yeah. Also, there's a uh, you can't leave you can't leave your car in Russia either. But there's a shipping company that will put your car on the Trans-Siberian railway and send it back to Estonia, where it's either scrapped. Why? Or you,
0: why can't you scrap it in Russia?
1: They have similar strict laws on on really? that stuff. Yeah,
0: extraordinary. So, it's to ship it all the way home.
1: Yes, we did.
0: So, have you
1: have you got it? I'll I'll get to that. <laughs> we'll be jumping the story just just a little bit. Okay, okay, go on then. Um So yeah, we we're in we're driving through Russia. It took 4 days to yeah, to do that yeah. that drive. And you know, we've got kind of more western things back again. So, you know, there's a bit more kind of restaurants that we're used to seeing and yeah, you yeah. Know, if you want to get a McDonald's, you can get a McDonald's and that ah, kind I of see. stuff. Okay. Okay. So we have a little bit of rest and recuperation. Comfort's zone business. Comfort zone business. Yeah. Um and then, then we hit Mongolia. Yeah, and that was when things started getting a little difficult. Right. Mainly because we had driven the car so hard all the way up to this point, because we we're on a fairly tight time restriction. Yeah. <clears throat> We've all got stuff to be getting back to, and it's all starting to build. And you know, the the admin pile was ever increasing at home of things I needed to do when I get yeah, back. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so we're we're pushing it, we're pushing it, and we're way ahead of everyone else that was doing the same route as us. What we we at the front? We we were pretty much at the front of the people that took that route. All right. Um, a lot. Of, a lot. That's really of, impressive. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't do the Caspian Sea ferry; they just went through Russia and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So you can pick whatever route you yeah. want. But we we started to run into issues because they in Mongolia they they pretty much don't have roads, right? Not even tr- like okay. It's basically just a collection of tracks that all intertwine, okay, uh, littered with very large rocks and stones, right? And that no animals, was a big no, problem. No
0: people, no.
1: <laughs> Lots of wild animals, actually. Lots right. of, i uh, saw some pretty crazy stuff.
0: Right. Like what?
1: Uh, we there was there was one point. I don't. I, I don't think I'd put this on Instagram, but we we saw a, a horse that had been attacked by birds of prey. Right. And how nice. Yeah, I don't know if this is even if I want to even discuss this. (laughs) Maybe we'll cut that bit out. Well,
0: well, they 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 go they go for the eyes first, don't they?
1: Which is exactly what happened. Yeah, Yeah. and it was just kind of on the side of the road, and I realized that it just happened. Yeah, and all the birds that had flown off it when we left were sort of vultures and whatever else was been had come in to kind of clear up. Yeah, Um, but yeah, that is a reality check when you see stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, Ca- it's a bit of camels, a mind blowing.
0: Like desert, desert animals. Yeah,
1: but we, the the camels that, that that are there, and I forgot to mention, there's a lot of camels in Turkmenistan as well because it's right. very, a desert. They have two humps and not one, uh, and yeah. I'd never seen one of those before.
0: Now I I, I learned about this at school when I was little that there are one humped camels and two humped camels. Yeah, just like I learnt the difference between African and Indian elephants. You see.
1: So there you go. I co- can you can you enlighten me then? Is there any reason? I I I don't really uh,
0: No. I don't know why they evolved like that. Just a it's geographical a, it's just thing. A, th- a thing. Yeah. I guess it holds more moisture or something. Yeah. yeah. That's what the humps do, isn't it? Yeah. They hold water. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, but so the the roads were or if you want to call them roads, the tracks started to get the better of us. Okay. And that was when we cracked our sump for the first time. Ah. Even though we had a sump guard on. So for those that don't know what a sump is, it's the it's like the the bathtub at the bottom of the engine that holds all the oil.
0: It's the bit that you really, really, really don't want to crack.
1: <laughs> so so we put a sump guard on it. It had it had like a it was like a couple of mil thick stainless plate yeah. over it. But it got to the point where that got so battered that it that was starting to hit the sump. Yeah. And then we cracked the sump. And that means that all the oil drains out the car. Yeah. Um luckily this first time and I say the first time we did it, it was a slow a slow drip. So yeah. we managed to get to a garage and kind of have a chat with the some some guys and they put it up on a ramp and put some like epoxy resin on it, like some okay. steel weld to stuff it. to seal it. Yeah. And that was fine. Until the next day where it cracked again. Right. Except this time, we weren't anywhere in the, any civilization. We were about 100 miles away from anything, just in the middle of the Gobi Desert, driving down a track, and we cracked our sump. Um, I will put this video on my Instagram in the in the, the suite that I'll put up when the yes, podcast yes, comes Yes, yes, yes,
0: do. Because you, I'm, I remember you, you talking repeatedly about <laughs> Someone called Willie. Is is this is this where is this where Willie came in?
1: Oh no, this was so the the guy that helped us is an Italian guy, oh, okay, called um, uh, Amedio, right? And he drove a nineteen fifties Willie's Jeep.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, Willie's Jeep.
1: Yeah, right. So okay. he he was convoying with us for for a little while because he knew that yeah you know, he he was a good guy and he knew that we were. There could be a point where we would need a tow, and he was the man to give us that tow. And he towed you? He he didn't, no. In that instance, we we r- uh, raised the car up, took the sump off, cleaned it all out, and then used some more resin to do an, an even bigger resin job on right. the bottom of the car. They then had to drive all the way back, the 100 miles, wherever it was, to the nearest town to get oil yeah, because we only had a litre of oil left. Yeah. Uh, so we we basically fixed the car and then sat in the desert for seven hours whilst they went and got oil and the resin on the bottom of the car on the bottom of the engine dried. And so we just sat there. Amazing. <laughs> eating innocent noodles surrounded by these two hump camels and the odd eagle. Fantastic. Um, so that was pretty crazy. One thing that is worth mentioning about about those those parts of the world is that you get the most incredible night sky. Yeah. Because there's no light pollution at all. Yeah. Um, and also, because it's pretty much flat, you've got like a full arc. So you can see... So you can see the Milky Way and everything. You can see it clear. That, like it's the clearest I've ever seen it. Um, so there were, there were times where we camped out there where I just... I bought one of those air hammocks you know, the things that kind of fill up by running.
0: They they look like a canoe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that that was brilliant. So I'd, I'd roll that up and just sit under the stars and, and, and just kind of contemplate life for a while. Um, Did did he come to any conclusions? Not yet.
0: (laughs) You mean after all of this journey, you've got, you've got no kind of
1: like enlightening moments that, that, that you can share with our listeners. They were certainly enlightening, but I couldn't, I couldn't possibly put them into words on the spot. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. So, you're almost at the end of your journey. Um, Russia queuing at the border. How was that? Was it anticlimax? Was it a bit of a kind of like yeah? So we've what, done it, but what, now we have got a queue
1: again. What happened by the by the time we'd reached Ulan Bator, which is like the the uh, penultimate city, it's the capital of Mongolia. Yeah. <coughs> the the fiesta was pretty much done for. Okay. In several, several ways. Suspension, the camber of the wheels was such that they were pointed in. Yeah. And that was wearing the tires and it, it got really bad. Also, I had already booked a flight home because I had a whole bunch of stuff to get back to and was running low on time. So the other two guys wanted to stay for a little bit longer. To finish it. Yeah. So we decided that I would split off and I went with the Medio in the Willys Jeep. Okay. Except... The, the, the Italian hero. Yeah, except yep. he'd already agreed to take another person. So we basically had to redesign the entire back of this Jeep because it only had two seats in it. Okay. And I had to kind of create a kind of seat in the back of the car just yeah. with his stuff, Yeah, put my stuff in, and then the only kind of thing I had for comfort was a a, a pillow that I'd nicked from a hotel when I had the food poisoning <laughs> so I had something comfy to rest my head on. <laughs> So I'm basically sat in the back of this Willys Jeep, no seatbelt on, cruising through the center of Ulan Bator. Well, wow. and we did a I think we pulled like a 15-hour drive or something. But when we hit the when we hit the border, that was the and we'd heard we'd heard rumors of this border because yeah. we had a, a rally WhatsApp group with everybody in it and uh. we sort of got some intel that it was going to be bad. So But we oh, so you had
0: data signal
1: at at this point? At this point, I did well. I did throughout the rally, but it, it was very patchy, and I used a, a world sim kind of package, okay. which I ended up spending quite a lot of money on. <laughs> How much in total? Uh, I think it was like I think it was like two hundred something euros plus my phone bill, which was like a hundred quid. So it's probably that's, about
0: that's almost as as much as logistics used to spend calling his girlfriend from hotels in Europe when his girlfriend <laughs> lived in Texas before the days of mobile phones. <laughs>
1: every day <laughs> Jesus yeah I that's mean that's surprisingly little actually I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by that about 300 quid but I think you know there are several good services that you can use for well data now wow and most most normal kind of mobile networks will cover you throughout most of the major countries it's the stands that are expensive yeah 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 um, sp- okay specifically Turkmenistan which is £12 per megabyte okay on any mobile well I'll,
0: I'll certainly remember that
1: so always always hit aeroplane mode next on. next
0: time on. I go to Turkmenistan I will remember <laughs> that
1: Um but yeah back to the to the Russian border mm. that was the the second longest induction into any country that we had wow Um and it it ended up spanning about eleven hours. From this point,
0: is, is is that is that because they just don't like people coming from Mongolia into Russia in Russia? I,
1: Russia. <laughs> I, I can't really explain it. What makes it m- more annoying is when you're there and there's only there's only like maybe ten cars in front of you. Right, and you're like cool. This is probably gonna be fairly fairly swift. Yeah, yeah. You kinda get get out, have a walk around, and like nothing's moving. You can't you don't know why. When you go up to ask, you get told to go back and sit in your car, and that just kinda happens continuously for several hours. And I can't really explain apart from the fact that there was just people working on these borders that didn't really seem to give a shit, you know. It was just like they'd they would take however long they wanted. And if they wanted to take a break, they would take a break, and that and that's it. You yeah. know? And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, so in some places, you know, a bit of cigarette bribery worked, but yeah, yeah, not, not there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's because that's because uh, Russians are far richer than we are. That's why. Um, but but you got through.
1: We got through, and we drove then through the night all the way to the finish line, which is in Ulan Bator, and uh, I actually. I actually did the last stretch in the in the Willy's Jeep because the Medio had been driving all day, and um, that was that was pretty pretty dodgy because you've got this kind of crazy Jeep that has no real place on a road. Yeah, with the roof down because there was too many of us in it. Yeah, it's pretty cold, and we've been driving pretty much 24 hours now. Yeah, and we're all starting to get extremely overtired yes and it was getting pretty dangerous at that point that is very dangerous um, we w- the only way around it at the time that we saw was to buy some of the original red Bulls yeah that did you know the ones I mean that uh, they're like the original red Bull from Thailand that's kind of like in a little it's like a syrup but can you still a, get it you can still get it and you can get it there oh right wow so, you okay. know, I'd neck a few of them back, and it would give me some kind of energy for so a little while. Pure but. taurine sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not good for you in any way, no. unless you've been driving for that long and you really yeah. need to get to the end point. Wow. Um, which we did without any accidents. Amazing. Well done. Um, and and that was the the end. So what happened? To, actually, did, did your car have a name? It didn't have a name, no. Um... That, that, I don't know why, but that's we did, Quite strange. We did joke about giving it a name, but we never did.
0: So, what happened to your car?
1: The, where is she? She, now she got to, she got to the finish line with the other guys. Yeah. a couple of days after me. Their their plan originally was to drive it back, right? Because <laughs> if you drive the car back, you save on the freight fees. Yeah, which is one and a half grand. Yeah. To have the car ship back. Yeah. So they're thinking, we'll get there, you know, and then when yeah. as soon as we as soon as we've done our finish line party or whatever, yeah. we'll drive the car back. Yeah. But at that point the car was in a real bad yeah. state. And so they just decided it's probably best that she gets onto the uh, onto the Trans-Siberian and then is immediately driven into a scrapyard on the other side. Right. So you can tick a box that says when the car gets there, scrap it. Okay, and so that's what happened. Well, in in which country? In Estonia, it ends up in.
0: In Estonia, yeah. So Scra- scrapped in Estonia. So
1: if if there's any Estonian D and B crew that see a Ford Fiesta with a map of the world on the bonnet with that a trip on it, amazing. That's my car. Um, although Rich still did drive back. And we do
0: have a lot of listeners in Estonia. We actually. do, yeah. Yeah, we do. We do.
1: Um, Rich still did drive back. But he, they created like a hybrid team with some other guys. Okay. And then they hooned it back through Russia in about seven days, I think. Wow. He got back. Amazing. So, yeah.
0: What a an venture. And you came home. Um, how has this changed you, if at
1: all? Uh, there's a, there's a, a few points. One is I kind of have this... Although, you know, I travel a lot anyway... We both do. And I think when you don't travel that much... Yeah,
0: but we just get in and out. Exactly.
1: But you still have a level of anxiety about travelling to places. Especially if you're in countries that are potentially quite dangerous Mm -hmm. or cities. And that, to a point now, has been almost completely removed in terms of, like, I feel pretty comfortable anywhere I go now because I've been through some pretty gnarly shit on that trip. Yeah, yeah. And so if I get stuck somewhere you know, anywhere in, in kind of Europe or anything like that with yeah. like no, no phone and no wallet or anything, you know, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be stressed about that anymore. Right. So that's one kind of positive. Uh, also the fact that I can pretty much sleep anywhere. <laughs> given... So
0: you, you can now sleep on any aeroplane, on on a coach, <laughs> on a train, in a car.
1: Yeah, on no a problem. floor. No Fine. Problem. Fine. Yeah. It's, it's, a carpet was comfortable after that trip amazing um, yeah so I mean that and when I came back it was, it was very difficult to get back into a routine because we'd just been I was, I was saying to you about this earlier it took a it's, it took at least a month for me to really get back into the swing of of this kind of life because we'd been leading a completely different and very ridiculous one for, because
0: your routine was entirely governed by circumstance and what was in front of you. Yeah. As, as opposed to your diary. Yeah. And I'm very. God, that must be really, really nice because I am completely enslaved because I'm so useless at remembering stuff now um, because of my old brain. <laughs> uh, I, I run my entire life from my iCal. Yeah. Everything's on there. Yeah. If it's not on there, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't do it. Same. It must have been really nice to just know that you, all I've got to do is to go from here to there Some, yeah. somehow. Yeah. That must have rested a very large portion of your brain. It,
1: it's a different kind of stress. Yeah. It's a different kind of stress. You, you, yeah, you've just got to go from A to B, but if you're on a time restraint, that adds another layer. It's, it's too hot. You're malnourished. You're overtired. Don't, All these things. Don't get
0: me wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't difficult. It sounds like it was one of the most difficult things ever.
1: Yeah, but it it's, must, it's must just be a, nice
0: not to have a kind of like you know a spreadsheet to worry about.
1: Sure, sure. It's just it's just a different life for those two months. You're, yeah. you're almost like a different person. That's just kind of you know driving to this certain point in Russia with a load of other people that think it's is a it, good idea.
0: Is it going to change you now? Are you are you going to have to go off and do things? Are you going to, yeah, you're gonna get itchy feet.
1: Yeah, I think I think that I, I'll do something every year, right? But it won't be as long because okay. I don't, I can't really take that much time out. Yeah, I don't really want to. But so, if anyone has any suggestions for ridiculous stuff I can do next year, send me a tweet.
0: Okay, so uh, people listening out there, you have a travel companion here <laughs> in 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 Baz who wants to do something different. Well, Baz, thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks for sharing the story of your travels. Uh, It sounds like an absolutely amazing journey. And I I cannot lie, I am very, very envious. I really, really am. I would absolutely love to do something like this, Mm. although in the middle of it, I probably would have wished I'd never even
1: started. Yeah. It's all part of it. (laughs) Congratulations, (laughs) mate. Thanks, mate. And uh, like I said earlier, what I'll do is I'll I'll try and put a collection of photos together and then post them on the Instagram when this podcast comes out so that people can kind of reference stuff as they listen through. We'll coordinate
0: on that and we'll make it happen.
1: Sweet. Nice one. Thanks, mate. Thanks.